it might be a little unusual, but I think a key difference is you introduced me to the technique, it's the concept of technique, and that there was so much science behind swimming, and that really got me in. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is Stephen Jackson, and Stephen is a swimmer who I met in Bathurst in at the start of 2017. And Steve, you came along to a, a swim clinic there, and then over the last two, two and a half years, we've worked together to refine your technique and um, hopefully make you a faster swimmer, in, in, in which you've been able to do so, and uh, and really just sort of pick up your swim. So today, I want to talk about what you've changed in the last two and a half years to go from around that 210 mark down to the the 140s and for you what's really made the the difference and and share that to uh, because i think it could certainly help other people so steve first of all welcome to the podcast thank you brenton i really appreciate being here so what's uh, what was your background as a as an athlete you didn't start out as a as a swimmer no, no, I've got, got many, many years and I hate to admit how many years of running. That was my well and truly my background, which doesn't lend itself to switching to swimming because there's no body fat and no buoyancy. But uh, I was a decent uh, marathon runner, had reasonable times there. And uh, uh, then about three or four, four years ago now, um, knee problems, not running related. I got crash tackled playing touch football. Um, the, the surgeon said, no, can't do anything. Uh, take my fee and buy a push bike. So I bought a push bike, started cycling through four years ago, and uh, the natural progression was to go swimming. And that's where we met. And, and so now you're doing triathlon, and uh, we're talking before you're targeting the, a world spot, hopefully for, for next year in the 70.3. And so that, that running background's obviously got to make a huge difference for you, and doing that little bit of cycling's got to help as well. And so what made you make the decision to come along to to a clinic two and a half years ago uh it was it was the third of june 2017 and i actually went back and had a look at my strava and uh, uh it was very generous of you to say 210s so i was swimming 220s at that stage uh if anything because i just decided to start doing some club tries and i was a park run that morning i'm a, a regular park runner to keep the running going and uh, somebody mentioned that there was a clinic on over at the, the pool, which is 100 metres away. So I thought, oh, well, may as well, can't lose anything. And so I just, just sort of tagged along to see what, what happened with the view that I swim like a rock. You know, I, I'm uh, kind of useless in that space, but uh, I've always viewed my uh, triathlon is that I'm the last out of the water, better on the bike and best on the run. So you spend the whole time passing people, which is great. So it was very much... Luck of the draw, you were doing clinics in the country. Uh, I just happened to be in a town where you were, and I thought I had nothing to lose to see if I could do something to improve my rock-like swimming. Yeah, and I had actually had a look back at some of that footage from, from back then, and I'm, actually, I'm going to do a, a video for YouTube and just kind of oh, do no. a, a, <laughs> a before and after just to, uh, to show some of those differences. And it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to see because that original video, as you said, like the legs were quite low, um, quite probably short with your stroke and uh, not and in terms of rhythm and flow with the stroke uh, it's no way near what it is now and now the stroke flows flows really nicely the legs and the hips are really coming up uh, a lot more and I mean that's quite evident with with where you're at now with your your time so what thinking back over the last two and a half years what what are some of those things that have helped make the difference for you in that time 
it might be a little unusual, but I think a key difference is you introduced me to the technique, the concept of technique, and that there was so much science behind swimming, and that really got me in because a little bit of swimming I've been doing was, oh, you go and do a K laps and get out of the pool and away you go. But learning that, see, at the other end of the spectrum, running, you run more, you go faster. Cycling somewhere in between. Swimming, it's all about technique. Sure that you've got to get fit for it, but it is technique. And your introduction and the way you explained what the technique was, the various bits of it, and gently, you, you eased me into it, really made the difference. And that, that hooked me into wanting to find out more and to start to implement some of that stuff. And um, bit by bit, consistency of getting into the pool regularly and just wanting to work on a little bit more of technique. And as we exchange videos and, and talk further about it, it was just, it continues to absorb me, that, that whole trying to understand the whole technique of swimming. Uh, it's really interesting. And I, I can completely understand, I mean, if you're brand new going to the pool, you, you've got all you do is just try and survive and, and turn the arms ar- around and keep the legs going just to, to stay afloat and move back and forth. But as you said, there's so much to it. And one of the things I really enjoy is being able to simplify it as much as possible and, and make it uh, seem uh Seem, seem really sort of simple, but but giving you uh, some step-by-step ways to progress through the stroke. And that's something you've done really, really well is like we're kind of at that point where we're, we're continuing to refine some of the aspects of the stroke and thinking back over the last couple of months, uh, you know, we're working on uh, a little bit less rotation through the through the upper body um, to be able to improve the, the catch. And we've, we've spent time working on being a little more patient in the in the catch and getting a bit more reach in the stroke and that length in the stroke. And it's it's an ongoing process and you're never, you're never done. Uh, but the good thing about what, what you've been able to do is you like you send videos regularly and, and we're continually kind of going back and forth. It's like, all right, this thing is improved. This thing might've sort of come back to the old, old way of doing it. So we want to get back on, on top of it and just continuing to refine it that way. And you're, you, it seems like you enjoy the, the process of, of refining the stroke. It, it's funny before, before that um, fateful workout with you, the fateful session, um, my only interest in swimming was finding a, a set of earphones that I could listen to music or a podcast <laughs> as I planned. But almost immediately, my partner commented that you're looking at paddles, you're looking at, at uh, pool boys, you're looking at different goggles, you've, st- you've got into the the, tech, the the equipment, the toys of swimming, and it continues to fascinate me. But, yeah, it, it's a combination of, of that technique having someone who, who picks up little things. Because I look at the video before I send it to you and then you come back with something totally different. How did I miss that? Which is brilliant. Uh, but also having the programs, you know, that, that okay, I've got 2K. I wanted to do 2K. How do I break it up? What goes in there? And that makes a difference is that consistency of doing that. I'm only two or three times a week. Um, but, boy, it, it, it's really the two and a half years to go from, you know, 220s down to 140s is just something which is, is astounding. And I've now got so far... So much further to go. Yeah, there's. I had actually someone email me the other day saying uh, he's at the two minute mark and he feels like his limit will be 150 because of his his height and his stature. And I'm thinking that's there's there's no way that 150 is your your limit. Like you're thinking uh, much too small. And when you when you actually see what what can be be done, there's. You know, there's no reason why you shouldn't be looking at 140s and 130s and, and on from there with the right focus and obviously doing the, the work as well. And uh, I was speaking to the, 
the biomechanist who works with Kate Campbell and he's working with her and he said even in Kate Campbell's stroke, she, there's so much that she can still improve and he's really excited to work on it. It's like, so if, if Kate Campbell's got something to work on, there's no excuse for anyone else to, to say, oh, I, think I'm, I think I'm done. I, th- I think I'm uh, as good as I can possibly get. And uh, over, the, over that time, when it comes to, to racing and implementing these changes in your stroke into a race, what's your, what's your approach now or, or how, do you, how do you find you're able to, to do that when there's obviously so much to, to think about and you're, you're concentrating on a lot when you're, when you're training? What's your approach now when it comes to, to racing? You're still thinking about a lot of that stuff or you're able to just get into race mode? No, no, I'm, I'm still thinking about every little bit of it. And as I'm, I'm, I just did the Western Sydney Half Ironman, and that's a 2K swim. Um, and from from the get go, it's okay. Looking at where my hands going, thinking about my core, you know, lifting the the butt up a bit, um, not kicking too much, and it just head rotating, only having one goggle in. It, it's an ongoing problem. I'm talking to myself the whole way, which is great because <laughs> the next thing you know, you're at the end of the swim. But, <laughs> but it's yeah, I, the run. Okay, I get into red mist mode, as, as my partner tells me. You know, the, the flag goes, I just take off. Um, cycling is um, heading that way and uh, the running carries over well. Um, but none of that, the other fitness, the general aerobic fitness, nothing carries over to the swim. So it's all a, an education and an ongoing education. And um, I, I travel a fair bit for work, which is probably the biggest uh, pain in the proverbial because I miss my swimming, which is... If you'd asked me that three years ago, that wasn't me. I'm not, not no way the wise swimmer. It's just, it's just weird. You've done weird things there, Brenton. It's all your fault. Oh, well, that's, that's one I'm happy to, to uh, take responsibility for. And it, but it's, it's good though. Like, wait, as soon as you look forward to getting in the pool and you look forward to your swims, it's, it makes such a, a world of difference. And I can completely understand for, for any athletes out there who do, who aren't looking forward to the swim. Like, if you, if you don't know what's going to make you faster in terms of your your stroke and your technique, you kind of get to the pool and like yeah, you might bang out a good workout, but really there's there's nothing else to concentrate on apart from the the effort you're putting in. But if you know what you can do to get get quicker, it's really motivating. And like speaking from my own personal experience, it's like yeah, that's that's what's a lot of fun is is continuing to refine the stroke and and seeing these little improvements over the course of a, a few months there and and that's really motivating so it's uh I, I think that's it doesn't take a lot to have someone look forward to to going to the pool uh it just takes a you know a, a little bit of sort of background on on what you can do to swim fast and a little bit of background on on technique and uh and and for you what what do you do in terms of training compared to what you were doing when you first started? So you mentioned you're, you're following the workouts that we've got in the, the membership. What were you doing when you first started compared to now? Oh, when, before the, um, before the, the, the session with you, I was go down to the pool, maybe swim a kilometre, get out, and that'd be it, and yeah, 220 pace, and okay, done. Bored out of my brain, away we go. But almost instantly after having, doing the, uh, the, the sessions with you, it started to, okay, You've given me these uh, drills to do and working through the drills, but also understanding what the drills were for and why they were doing them. But the, the concentrating on one particular, like sinky legs, so my, my rear end was almost dragging on the bottom of the pool when we started. So working on the core and the kick there was sort of right at the beginning. 
Then the crossover was really creating issues. Then we started to work on the catch, and we're working on that one now. Core all the time in there. I think uh, I think recently you've done a, a, a potty on um, uh, core strength and that need for the connection through the body. And I think that's a really big key one that's not obvious to to new swimmers. But it makes such a difference when you when you think about it as you swim. My I can feel my rear end popping out of the water, which is you know something is just to me, amazing. Okay, it's common for most women, but for me, it's amazing. Oh, look, you speak to speak to fifty percent of uh, people who are swimming once or twice a week, and if your if your hips and your legs are up near the surface, yeah, uh, it it can be magic. So, uh, I mean, I was talking to Annie Jones on a, a podcast about that this morning as well, and we were just talking about like it really it really all starts with the with the posture and the ability to. Uh, engage the core lightly, which kind of sets up the the body position. Because without that, you're just fighting. You're fighting the water, and without that uh, connection through the core, then you're not going to be able to connect up the the catch with the rotation and the kick. And it's everything's working separately, and that's that's really hard work. But if uh, you can have that uh, that core switched on, and and you can generate you can generate a lot of power from the the hip rotation. Very small movement, but a lot that you can generate. And uh, you know. And that's quite evident, I think, when we look at your first video compared to uh, to now. And it, that is really one of those things that that's an ongoing process. But uh, I mean, do, is that something that you feel now when you when you swim compared to before? Oh, very much so. It, it's that feel for the water. It's still an evolving exercise, but the the feel of the different parts of the body, um, what they're doing in the water and where they are. It, it still surprises me when I look at the video that you go, hang on, that's not what I thought I was doing. But when you compare it to 12 months ago, you go, yep, okay, that, that is working. But that, that switching on the core is something which I find really, at the moment, is making a big difference to everything. It's just one of those little feelings that trying to get the muscle memory to lock it in. And every so often you go, whoop, no, I'm not holding it. And as soon as you hold it, bang, it makes such a difference. And in the next, say, uh, 12 months, what's... What's your target pace for your, your half Ironman swim? What do you what do you feel like if you continue to Im- improve your stroke and and can fit those workouts in? What do you feel like you can get down to? Oh, <laughs> that's that's how long's a piece of string. Um, it used to be if I could ever swim one forty, I'd be tickled pink. But now my Western Sydney was one forty three, and um, I I think if I can get into the pool more often, that's my biggest challenge. If I can get more time in the water, then you know, one thirty is doable. Once, and I'm I, I'm 62, but regardless, that doesn't matter. It's all age is number. I can, uh, I reckon that, um, yeah, why not? One thirty is is the um, target on the horizon. Uh, that's great, and uh, I mean, I've I love hearing from from swimmers like yourself, like in your 60s and you're doing PBs in the water, like continuing to get better, and. Uh, like it's and it's certainly possible and there's i know a lot of swimmers who are able to do that even like people who have swum when they were younger like you can still absolutely get faster and um and that's a you know it's probably one of the fewer fewer sports where you can do that you know if you think of like running it's probably a little bit more taxing on the the body but with swimming because it's so technical uh you can you can still continue to, to get quicker Without doubt, um, my running has certainly slowed down because I can't do the miles anymore because of the the knee. But um, both the cycling and the, and the swimming, but mm-hmm. swimming particularly, are coming along at leaps and bounds. And so I'm you know, sub five, I reckon, for uh, Geelong Half Ironman um, conference of that. 
Awesome. Well, all the best for, for Geelong and I appreciate you sharing your uh, experience and the things that you've, you've learned over the last couple of years. So, Steve, thanks again for being on the podcast. Thank you, Brendan. Since uh, you know, 3rd of June 2017, you've r- r- taken over my life, you both. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to and I'm, I'm glad you remember it so, uh, so clearly, but obviously for the right reasons. So that's, that's a good thing. Oh, good. Thanks, mate. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.